Welcome, everybody, to The Ground Beneath Grace. I'm Jonathan Thomas. I'm Joey Walter. And together, we're the best of the dynamic duos that you're going to get on this Saturday morning. <laughs> Social distancing duo. Wonder Twin Powers activate. Less than a week before the election. That is true. So I, hopefully closer to where people will stop talking about the election. Right. So I guess we could... If we're going to keep this, you know, kind of spot on uh, with the uh, time frame, we should maybe post this immediately here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. I just messed this up. <laughs> People are like, oh, that was last week. Uh, expedited the editing process. So last week. <laughs> so, um, okay, well, um, yeah, we love getting uh, time together to discuss things, um, and so tonight or today and however or wherever it is and whatever time you're reading you're listening to this i hope you're not reading this do not read your podcast and drive at the same time um joey had sent to me so i was pulling back up yeah a a image text or or so mm-hmm. and we both i think of course it's difficult to communicate via text right first off Yep. There's something about the face-to-face, and we've been missing that for um, some time. And so I read it one way, and Joey read it another way, and so we kind of came out on different sides with it. So you want to share, Joey? I'll probably agree with you now that I'm hearing you read it in person. And I was going to say, yeah. I, I since changed my mind, and then I was going to say, no, not really. No, okay. <laughs> Too stubborn for that. Okay, so <laughs> this is from a Facebook uh, Christian site, and I may use air quotes because I don't know if it's really a Christian side or not, but this uh, gentleman said, I'm not a Christian because I want the reward of heaven. I'm not a Christian because I'm running from hell. I'm a Christian because the character of Jesus Christ is so compelling to me that I want to spend my life chasing it, embodying it, and sharing it. And so we did We did disagree on that. <laughs> right. <laughs> And which is okay. Yeah, it's great. And I don't think that we have to um, like go into that, but I did, I do believe that it brought up a really good point was, yeah, we probably can see things different. And what came to my mind more so than whether or not we tear that apart and talk it out or figure it out is um, can we have um, a relationship together in unity in Christ, even though we might disagree. There's a, a phrase that I hear often, and I've I've talked to some of my other believing friends, uh, Christian friends out there, and I hear the statement is, I come into agreement with you. Hmm. I don't know if you've heard that, but um, it can somewhat be in a, you know, different, um, um, you know, de- more denominationally, we have our catchphrases. And so this is one that's kind of come about, and and maybe if you're listening, you've heard this before, but come into agreement. And I, I think I understand that. I think they're going, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I'm for that. I agree with you. But what wrecks me is what if you're not? Mm-hmm. And then if you're not, can you, can we still kind of forward the mission of God in the world that we live in and what he's doing? So I was just looking at scripture. Scripture obviously talks about the unity of the body. We have different parts, but um, I thought we'd just go ahead and, and kind of take a look at some of these places where we see there is agreement, there is also a tension, a few places where there's just a tension where probably there wasn't a lot of agreement there because of culture, social uh, situations, but then also the newness of Christianity and also Jesus as he dealt with some people who might not have seen it the way that he did um, or welcomed him the way that he had come to be welcomed. So, um, yeah, taking a look, I thought uh, Paul talks to the Church of Corinth. Chapter 1, right there already, there's a bit of a division where some people are agreeing with one preacher versus the other, and then Paul's kind of saying, hey, there's also other problems. You guys are idolizing different things. And um, it's kind of confusing the world that we live in. So, Joey, you want to go ahead and read um, out of... uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, is it uh, 10, starting in verse 10? Yeah, 10 through 31, I believe. Okay. Okay. So this one uh, is divisions in the church. Uh, I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, 
that all of you agree with one another so that there may be no divisions among you and that you may be perfectly united in mind and thought. My brothers, some from Chloe's household, have informed me that there are quarrels among you. What I mean is this. One of you says, I follow Paul. Another, I follow Apollos. Another, I follow Cephas. Still another, I follow Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? I am thankful that I did not baptize any of you except Crispus and Gaius, so no one can say that you are baptized into my name. Yes, I also baptized the household of Stephanus. Beyond that, I don't remember if I baptized anyone else. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with words of human wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. And this uh, next section is Christ, the wisdom and power of God. Uh, Verse 18, for the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is this wise man or where is the wise man? Where is the scholar? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through his wisdom, or through its wisdom, did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand miraculous signs and Greeks look for wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. But to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God is wiser than man's wisdom, and the weakness of God is stronger than man's strength. Brothers, think of what you were when you were called. Not many of you were wise by human standards. Not many were influential. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. God chose the weak things of the world to shame the strong. He chose the lowly things of this world and the despised things, and the things that are not to nullify the things that are, so that no one may boast before him. It is because of him that you are in Christ Jesus, who has become uh, for us wisdom from God, that is, our righteousness, holiness, and redemption. Therefore, as it is written, let him who boasts, boast in the Lord. Okay. So, yeah, hot, hot topic for there. Paul's just not cutting any corners as he's opening this up for, uh, you know, what will go into this. Obviously, the the church in Corinth had a lot of conflict. They had a lot of problems going on. Right. And so we can uh, talk about those things type later. But just again, it's really interesting. You know, Paul is saying no divisions among you. Right. And so, you know, kind of thinking through... Um, are there divisions in the church today? Hundred <laughs> percent. In everything, I think there's a division. Right. And so, I mean, that's the interesting thing. We wouldn't have as many churches as we have, right? If there wasn't division. So obviously, you know, we've missed really significantly coming into agreement with one another um, when we have this church first of whatever on this block, you know. For the church that I minister, I got to tell you, it was really hard to come up with a name because all the good ones had been taken already. And, um, you know, there everyone's got a Greek uh, name or a Hebrew name or Latin name. It was really, you know, this great. And I thought if I ever had a chance to give a church a name, which is silly, but if I did, I would call it the last church of whatever, you know. <laughs> Not first. <laughs> Not the first, because it's always like, hey, the first church, uh, you know, the first church of, of whateverness. Because mm-hmm. um, I always thought, oh, the last will be first then. So that would get me kind of moved right to the top with Jesus. So, <laughs> um, But interestingly enough, again, we have this division. And I know that we have folks who, when you get to a certain point, they'll just stop talking to you because they're like, oh, I don't agree with that. So I go off and I find people who do agree with me. And I think that that is um, one of our greatest missed points in the Christian church today, learning to work in diversity with people who 
don't see it the way that we do instead of like we do. And I think it, very human thing is to find comfort. The path of least resistance, we're a little bit like electricity, right? And so, I mean, what are your thoughts when you've seen diversity? Uh, I, I didn't mean for this to go into this type of topic, but, um, you know, church splits. That's, you know, when you, when you said that, that's uh, immediately thought of something. Um, <clears throat> there was a couple of, couple of things that come to mind. Um, the church I grew up in, uh, I remember when I was in uh, seventh grade, um, was that's when I first, I guess, really got involved in youth group. Um, you know, I mean, I guess that's really the, when it starts. I mean, some some start in middle school, but uh, for me, it really started in about seventh, uh, eighth grade. Um, was very fortunate enough to have a really good active. Uh, youth group with um, had you know a couple different youth ministers uh, that they may have gone on to other things but um, you know as far as like at that point there wasn't really I wouldn't call it diversity there wasn't really division there what that came later um, but <laughs> I, I remember um, you know after after church was over a youth minister and a bunch of the kids would go out to eat lunch, you know, and that's the big thing or, yeah, or maybe hang out, maybe go play basketball or something, whatever. Uh, and I remember, um, there was usually a line if he, the, on the, on the times that he preached on those Sundays, like once a month, uh, there were, there were a few, um, elders of the church or, <laughs> uh, older, older folks that were lined up to sit him straight and have a conversation, have a conversation and, <laughs> you know, going biblically and what he, you know, there's some things that, I mean, um, uh, that I, re, I remember it's just, it's just funny how your mind, you, you, you latch onto certain things. And one of the, one of the things I remember, and I'm, uh, I don't know where he got it or he came up with this or not, but was like, um, he used an analogy of a mannequin, you know, can a mannequin go to heaven? <laughs> And, you know, his analogy, oh may, you may have heard this, but, you know, you said a, you sent a mannequin on the front row and the first one there, they're there three times a week. Uh, they're the first one and for service, they're the last one, but they don't have that spirit. They don't have, you know, a soul. And right. uh, so it was interesting. You know, I, I just, I, I, re, I remember that. I thought it was a really great analogy. And you have to have a life, you know, with, within, uh, I think, in, in inside the church in some area. But anyway, um some division went, um, came came a little later, and I I'll be honest, I had kind of fallen out of the church at that point. Um, I was working nights, and I had no good excuse. I just I wasn't uh, an active church member at that time, and so there was a very a very serious division within the church in terms of uh, principles, and I think this happens quite a bit with churches. Uh, some of them. Uh, get quite large, and then there's there's differing of uh, maybe age groups and beliefs and different things like that. So I think diversity inside the church is is good. Actual division, I think, is different than a difference of opinion. Like we differ on, uh, on opinion on that little passage, but I think that's good. I mean, it led to right now two episodes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a simple meme that I found yeah. was um, so I think. I think difference of, of opinion is is good. I th division is not. You know, I think, um, y you know, I can probably talk about this for days in terms of, uh, and I think that's one topic I did want to talk about is in some at some point down the road is things that we've heard, you know, growing up in church that we may disagree with now. But uh, for me, Paul here, it seems like uh, in Corinth, it seems to me like, the members of the of the church at that time, some like they were almost clinging to anything. They were looking for anything to worship, um, and and certain people. Which you know, and I thought it was funny that he had said uh, that I'm glad I didn't baptize all of you because you would have been uh, worshiping me, and you shouldn't be worshiping me. You should be worshiping Christ. And so, I think I think that was interesting. I think that's kind of you know from 
this is what I take out of this passage is that they were looking for anyone to grasp onto to worship. Um, it just so happened some of them did Paul, um, and it should have been Christ, obviously. But uh, I think I think difference of opinion is okay. I think the division where they got to this point in, in Corinth is uh, is different, obviously, and negative. Right, and um, <clears throat> excuse me. It, it getting back to that place where you know I think we've all you know grown up and maybe this is one of the reasons why if somebody's listening here and uh, they're having this spiritual conversation, um, which we hope this this podcast would bring about in some folks, but that you've experienced and you go, well, yeah, that's one thing I really don't like about church quotes. You know, I'm doing the finger quote type deal. Air quotes, yeah. Air quotes. <laughs> and um, is because maybe there came a split at some point or a division somewhere. I, I remember in college, a one of my instructors, she, I high respect for her, very intelligent and and very knowledgeable in scripture. She was a biology teacher, fantastic, and she said, um, "When is it okay to split a church?" And now, at that time, well, and I and even today, I would go. I, there is no good reason to split a church. I can't think of one. She was in, and her husband were in a very tense place where I don't know that maybe we're then talking about the gospel was fully being preached. Now, I guess if it's not about Jesus, if it's more focused on a lot of other things, that's where we really have to start asking questions. I guess the hard part, though, is that um, how do you determine and I think, right, we have the helper, we've talked about the Holy Spirit, but discerning that, is this a Jesus thing that is Jesus is in, or is Jesus out of this conversation? If Jesus is out of the conversation, and we've got some opinions um, about some things, uh, that's the part that I wrestle with, because we're like, okay, it's not really about Jesus, it doesn't matter. But if your opinion is Jesus, <laughs> like you're like, hey, this is Jesus, and it's really not, it's one of those, it's an open hand, closed hand, fisted thing. I think of what in your life is an absolute close the fist. I will not let go of this. Um, sometimes people have said um, baptism. If you don't do baptism in this certain way, I am out of here. Um, if you don't sing with the piano or you sing with more than a piano or you sing with a piano, any one of those types of things. Uh, more, less, minus, that, forget it. I disagree, and I'm out of here. Those things I would consider, they're kind of an open hand thing. I, I, some people would say that's a salvation issue. I've heard that. And they'll say, um, well, obviously the Bible teaches this, so that's Jesus's words, and I think there's a manipulation there. Um, and we got to be really careful when we start saying this is a you're in, you're out judgment of God and his mercy. Um, <laughs> it's very, very scary when people do that. But I go, what is the one thing that I'm not going to let go of? It's Jesus. Right. And so if I go to a place and they don't want to talk about Jesus, then I would even say I'm not splitting a church because I don't think it's a church at all because we are to gather, you know, together to, and Paul talks about this goes on later a little bit to the church in Corinth of what we do when we remember the things that what makes this a gathering of people, the ecclesia, right? This, this gathering of people who are to remember what Jesus did for us. And that's his sacrifice to the cross. Um, the, the grace the mercy that we have, the, freedom that we have because of Jesus and how we get to live that out for other people, not demand that for other people. And, you know, but again, if someone doesn't welcome that, um, and I guess there's a lot of other churches out there, do we go out there and start bashing all these different churches because they don't do it the way or they don't even welcome us this way? Have you right. seen that? Right. Yeah, I think... <clears throat> You know, for me, um, of course, I know you've heard this, but and I agree with it um, that the church, the church is the people. You know, many of us, as the church, are broken. Uh, 
<laughs> varying levels of brokenness, but um, that there's just a lot of, um, I have a lot of things going on in our lives. And I think ch- churches as institutions and people obviously being a part of that, I think are very quick, unfortunately, to condemn. Well, that's not how I grew up. That's not how I see this scripture. Um, and I think it very quickly goes into a condemnation thing where you don't want to go to that church because that they do it wrong. Right. And I just see, you know, for me, it for, for several years, I just see, you know, Jesus and God as, you know, y'all are splitting hairs. Let's look at the big picture. The big picture is love. And, uh, and let's, let's bring more people in. Um, but loving and treating other people the right way as opposed to, you know, oh, you sing four songs before <laughs> right. the sermon or uh, right. you only do the Lord's Supper once a month and we do it weekly or, yeah, we, you don't, bab- like you said, you don't baptize the right way or, or things. I, I think, I, I, I just, I don't know. I have, I have an issue and I <laughs> have for a long time with, um, you know, that there's, certain denominations that go I think I think the key is um, it should be worship it should be praise it should be based on love and with like you said with Jesus you know at the at the end of the sentence uh, whatever that sentence is and so I just you know I don't think there's um, I think there's a multitude of ways to get there I just don't I don't think there's um, just just one way to do things. Uh, and so I think I think the the biggest thing is, um, I think just as people that we're we're very quickly to uh, to decide. You may have seen a thing on Facebook and it said, you know, I know we all can't agree, but here's a picture of a rock. And so, <laughs> yeah, you know, is it really a rock? It's a stone. Is it a chunk of cement? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, I mean, it's really gotten to that point, and um, I, I think. I, it would just be nice to see more coming together as opposed to more tearing apart, more division, or le- less division would be would be nice. I think that's true because when 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 you even have and you get to that place, you get so distracted. It kind of becomes a competition thing. Um, I recently heard um, a minister talking about the product that we deliver on Sunday morning and referring to. Uh, our online stuff that many of us are doing now, but it just caught me. I, I know what he was saying. Where I was like product. Hmm. And That's an interesting way of saying it. It was very interesting. Um, it caught my attention a little bit. And now I could be totally distracted by that and derailed, you know, or I could just understand. I, I think I know what he's saying. I, w- I wouldn't use that word. I wouldn't consider this a product, but um, do I go, you know, I'm not going to come to your church because obviously this is just a product that you're trying to sell. And I could easily get lost. I mean, I got to tell you, it really caught me off guard. I wouldn't use that language, but I don't think that that stops us from doing this idea of kingdom work Um, because I see stuff going on and he's doing incredible things. Um, And so it's kind of like, this is another one of those, you know, I like taking a look at what, church stories were telling us in the first century, like what Paul is telling church in Corinth. But then I go back to, and I like looking at um, what Jesus was doing. So in Luke chapter nine, this was another one of the uh, scriptures that we were talking about. Um, I think I had said in verse 51 that we would uh, start there, but I'm going to just back up just to 49 verse 49. And so Uh, Jesus is there. He's got his disciples. John was there. He answered and he said, "Uh, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name and we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said, do not stop him for the one who is not against you is for you. Now, when the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to, to go to Jerusalem and he sent messengers ahead of him who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. And when the disciples, 
James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and he rebuked them, and they went on to another village. Now, this is uh, actually this bringing down fire has a little bit of prophetic things that go back, you know, into the Old Testament and some of the prophets back there. We don't have to go into that, but um, <laughs> it's so interesting. I've met people like this. It's like, they're not doing it our way. Burn them. Right. You know. Kill it with fire. Right. And obviously, you know, Jesus is going, no, this is not what we should be doing. If they're not against us, they're for us. Mm -hmm. If someone is speaking in the name of Jesus and they're holding that as the priority, even if I don't come into full agreement of how it's doing it, I mean, like right here, even right. people were rejecting them and they're, even if someone reject, this goes off into the story is that if you're trying to minister to people and they reject that and they don't welcome you, we're not like, we don't tell them that they go to hell. What? <laughs> you don't want them destroyed. Because I think God still has something in mind for them. And how interesting is like, he's like, no, 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 don't. Don't do that. And the ones who get rebuked are the ones who are like, burn them. Yeah. Let's do this. Um, so that's just interesting. I mean, what, what are your thoughts when you hear or read those types of things? Any Anything jump out at you there? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I think it's kind of what I was saying earlier. It's, it's, we're, we're very quick to judge, um, to, to jump up and, you know, uh, it, it should be more like, for me, I think it should be more like, hey, we're all on the same team uh, or we're trying to be on the same team. Um, you know, it's not meaning you go blow up a building for someone who, who doesn't, uh, believe exactly the same way that you do. But, um, yeah, I just think there's so much division nowadays. It just seems like, um, I mean, even if <laughs> it's like you see people kind of argue, even though they're kind of saying the same thing, it's, it's almost like wanting, wanting to just argue about something and, uh, it's, it's it's frustrating for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I've seen it. I've seen, you know, the division where, um, you know, yeah, church actually did split, um, and, and b became two separate churches over. And I, I don't know the, you know, all of the specifics of, of why it happened, but yeah, I actually did see it. Um, it's unfortunate, but it, you know, um, it, it does happen. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to also think if I've ever, I don't think I've ever been part of a split. Um, I do know that in my lifetime, I've been to several churches mm -hmm. um, just because, you know, I think one of them, uh, it didn't fit the growth of the family that we had. My mom raising two teenager girls. There was an, it was an older congregation that we started at. I remember that it did have some young people, but then, you know, they went off to college. And so then we... You know, that was the Paramount Church of Christ is where we started. Then we went to um, Lake, no, where do we go? Cerritos, Lakewood, Cerritos. There was one other one in there um, that we went to. Goodness gracious, how do you forget all those churches? But, in, you oh, know, can't <laughs> name all of them. Um, but we just kind of followed a place for, I think, my, my sisters who were teenagers at the time, I, you know, was younger, but to go and find places. And finally, when they were out, I think my mom found a place with uh, a minister from that she had known kind of from the beginning and he had been hired, right? Hired and fired. How many times ministers get. And so she found herself back there and that's where we found ourselves before we moved out of the California area. So I don't know that I remember that, but I do just remember in my time tensions, people I've seen get up and they walk out of church, um, stomp out actually throwing a bit of a tantrum, I would say. And I think that is pretty disrespectful, um, to the, the body. Uh, I definitely think it's, um, which I guess we get into this idea of usurping authority that God does put leadership in place and they are, you know, to lead the congregation. They are kind of given that position and, um, so even if you come into this place where you go, I'm going to be a part of this and you just stand up and you challenge that and stomp out, I think that's disrespectful <laughs> for sure. 
Yeah, I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever left a church. I mean, there's been several churches that I've visited, and this is not for me, for whatever reason. Um, yeah, it's generally, you know, it's, I don't know. It's just a lot of times it's just a vibe or, or how you're treated. You know, I think, um, I think one thing that's we can't we kind of get trapped in as people. You kind of get used to doing the same routine. You know, sitting in the same place and um, sitting with the same people and talking to the same people and you know just uh, it's it's always good to welcome you know new folks and so yeah. There's been a lot of churches that I've visited that. I wouldn't go back, but I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever, I know I've never stomped out. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think good. I've ever gotten up. In That's the, good. <laughs> You're still young. You have time. <laughs> yeah. And so I guess it just is, it's getting to this, this place um, that each one of us has to ask the question is, are, are, are we only hanging out to be comfortable? Uh, I mean, and I guess is that, wrong if we're just comfortable in a space with people who are like-minded mm-hmm. i don't necessarily think that it's bad but um definitely we're not challenged as much i know that when i hear something i disagree with i go to scripture and I'm like i'm going to prove you wrong and then i was proved wrong you know because I, I think that stirs something in us so i think that that's important for us to pay attention to that um and you know i've 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 gr- like the person who said when's it right to split a church I don't think it's ever, I still can't, even today, I wouldn't say that it is. Um, but the question is, I mean, is this church about Jesus? Are they doing things? That's ultimately what I got to come down to. And, and, and if I, um, and I will say too, you know, there's churches today. Well, I'm going to make this really racy here. There are, uh, for conservative churches and persons here, the uh, LGBTQ um, plus groups who are finding churches today, um, which, by the way, the meme that you sent me, um, well, I won't talk about that church. But <laughs> no, you're, now you're like cliffhanger, like I said something about them. And cliffhanger. I Promise I did not. You did not. But okay. I was like, oh, where did this come from? I took a look. I was like, oh, Joey sent me this clip here. And again, I'm going to admit, you know, I get caught up into what's comfortable for me and such. But we have many churches today, too, you know, who are opening themselves to. And again, I, I bring this up because it was not necessarily a very favorable thing for uh, the LGBTQ groups to find themselves in churches, but there are now churches who are doing and opening doors to a community of people. Um, There's many circles where that's going to get really tight Mm -hmm. and there's going to be a lot of people are going to start pulling through scripture and kind of find the right thing. And I I guess I would even just kind of look back too, and I'm in those situations um, I am not fully qualified. I just personally, I'm just going to say there's a lot I don't know, but there are people in, um, the faith community who I can have conversations with who do know, um, conversations have had conversations in in the, the, that community. And, um, even if I am not fully in agreement with it, I have to sit back and ask the question at all. Is, is Jesus leading this here? Because ultimately that I think is God's will is that all people come to know him. Mm-hmm. And now that is then where you have my attention. I don't care who or what or how. Um, when we start kind of pinpointing and, and messing with people, uh, and, and judging specific things because we're not familiar with it, um, that gets reckless and, and dangerous, I think, sometimes because uh, even in our political sense, and I'm not at church so I can talk about this, but people are like, I, I've heard people say that only Republicans are godly uh, put in place people. Democrats are not. Democrats are ungodly. You cannot be a Christian and a, Democrat, a and a Democrat and a Democrat. You cannot. Right. And I'm like, well, wait, wait a minute. Now, <laughs> I 
I don't have to share what affiliation of party I'm with. And if anybody wants to know, you know, they can maybe reach out to me. It might surprise you and it might not. It surprises me. Um, but didn't Jesus die for for everyone, everyone, everyone. That's the thing. And I think he preached love, not just love to certain people. Right. That's, that's the thing is we're all sinners. Um, we all for fall short of the glory of God. And so, you know, that's, that's to me, it's just, it's just frustrating. It's just, it's not that hard. Just, <laughs> just treat, I mean, if nothing else, just remember the golden rule, you know, right. just right. treat other people like you want to be treated. Don't point fingers at people and, and condone them. I mean, Jesus brought a new covenant and that new covenant was, was through him. And, uh, I don't think that he, he wasn't sent to, he was sent to save us, not sent to condone certain people. Right. Uh, um, you know, and I've said this in the past that, um, that I think, you know, when he comes back, whether we're here or not, um, I, I don't think he's going to find the first church <laughs> of every town and, the biggest community in each town and say, Hey, come worship me. I'm going to be here. I just, I think he's going to be in the alleyways and, and, and reaching to people who don't know him uh, yet. Um, and so I, I was, I, when you were talking about, um, about principles and things, it, it kind of reminded me of, um, I don't know if you can consider, I'm not going to say the name, but consider <laughs> that person uh, down South that has a, mega church. I don't know if you consider him a televangelist or not, but used to watch that, uh, 30 minute program <laughs> of a product. Like you said, <laughs> uh, I used to watch it all the time and, um, starting golly, probably at least six years. No, it was longer than that. It's probably like eight years ago. Anyway, um, I didn't know much about the person at the time, and um, it just when you, something you were you were talking about earlier just kind of struck me with like division and things. And um, this guy is all about prosperity. You know, we've talked about the prosperity gospel, and, right? And and I would try to look at that as someone who doesn't know anything about God, doesn't know anything about Jesus, has never been in any type of religion and is flipping channels and, and says, you know, who's this good looking guy in the suit? <laughs> and you're not talking about me. That's for sure. So not, th- not this time, <laughs> okay. not this time. Right. Um, but you know, and, and how they would feel when they're, they're listening to this person say, you know, if God loves you, you're going to prosper. You're going to be rich. You're going to, all you have to do is believe it and it's going to happen. I've heard him say things like that, you know, that when you believe it, God will show you favor. And I'm, I'm like, so if you're poor, I mean, if you're sick, you know, anyway, so I just, right. Yeah. You know, I, th- I just think we have to be careful of, of, of things like that. I know that it's kind of off topic a little bit, but when you, when you were saying some things earlier, it reminded me of that. I wanted to make that point. That's just, just not what we're here for. I just don't, you know, when Jesus was here, he didn't care about money. Right. You know? Yeah. Foxes what, what, give to holes. Caesar what was Caesar's. <laughs> yeah, right. He didn't care. Pay your taxes. You know, I don't yeah. care. Uh, you know, the poor you're always going to have, um, which, you know, I know we've kind of debated that. I still, I still debate that in my mind, how, how he meant that. But um, I don't know. I just, they're just, we talk about division and things. I just, I just cringe. I know I don't have it all figured out. I know I, I never will. Um, I just, I just feel bad for those people who, uh, maybe people listening that, you know, don't, don't know Jesus, but then before they even get into scripture, they're already being pushed down like, Oh, well, you know, that's too bad that you're poor because, um, of, you know, if you're if you're rich, then God loves you. And it's like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, I got us down a rabbit hole, but it, that jumped out at me when, I, when you were talking earlier. Well, and 
again, the, the, the ultimate point here is we're just, um, yeah, there are going to be things, obviously I'm not a prosperity gospel person. So I'm going, yeah, at that point, my, my church, <laughs> I'm not going to go hang out a place where that's going to be taught, you know, every Sunday. I guess we're kind of getting back to is though, do I have to be divisive right. in this whole deal? Does God want blessings? Does he give blessing? He does. I think that he does allow us to prosper, but not as probably materialistic right. as what I hear. Yeah, exactly. So in some ways I go, okay, there's a conversation to be had and started. Um, again, the more controversial things, I think when we, we look at what is sin, you know, it's easy to talk about the ones that we see openly. You know, we talk about the you know, guy who's beating his kids, but he can sit on the front row of the church and he's right. welcome, but we don't know that, or he's got an addiction to something else. And sure. I mean, the, the church is not a place of healthy people. Um, it's got people. And so again, we all fall short and we're there because we need Jesus. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the one unity thing. As a matter of fact, um, in Ephesians four, uh, that was one of the other scriptures I think that we had, uh, to talk about. And I think it's, it's important. I think it leans into what you're talking about too. Paul, again, is talking to the Ephesian church, and he says um, to them, I therefore, a prisoner for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Just stopping right there, that's like, to me... (laughs) There are, um, you know, some very important action words there. Patience, mm-hmm. bearing with one another in love, in the eager. There's that love word again. Yeah, there's that word again. <laughs> to maintain unity of the spirit in right. the bond, bond of peace, not destruction, not mm-hmm. division, n- not my uh, again, place. So anyways, Paul continues on. And I think this is, again, it's, it's very impacting because he says, look, there is one body. I'm just, I'm kind of stopping and breaking through there. Okay. There's just one. Mm-hmm. Oh, but there's churches on all of the corners and everything. And all these people don't agree. Okay. There's one body. Mm-hmm. Um, you can call it an arm or an armpit. <laughs> like I like to say, you can call it a foot, hands, you know, we, Paul talks about that in Romans, but there's, there is one body and we really need to do that. And there's one spirit, just as you were called to the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and father of all who is over all through all and in all, not part, not some. Mm -hmm. And again, it gets back when I hear someone saying, Hey, we should call fire down on those guys. I'm like, okay, <laughs> so go back They're to baptized in the wrong way. Right. There's mm-hmm. one. And just because it's not done the one way that you think it should be done, um, doesn't mean that the words all mm-hmm. <laughs> are exclusive, but inclusive right. because of who God is. And then, so again, but, but grace was given to each one of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. Mm-hmm. Therefore, and I love this, it says, when he ascended on high, he led a host of captives and he gave gifts to men. In saying he ascended, what does this mean? But that also he descended into the lower regions, the earth. Who descended um, is the one who also ascended far above the heavens that might fill all things. He gave the apostles prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds, the teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Um, so that we might not be little children tossed back and forth. Now, in reading this too, I think it's very um, interesting that these gifts, the apostle, prophet, evangelist, shepherds, teachers, 
um, you know, these, these descriptions here are talking about building up the body of Christ yeah. until we all obtain this. But so interestingly, it says here that this, um, uh, let's see here, that this is the measure of the stature of the fullness of the body, uh, the fullness of Christ, that these things bring about the fullness, the diversity in these different things bring about the fullness of Christ, not just the one thing, but all of these things working together, not just like I see in some churches, you have the, the pastor, he's the head guy, mm-hmm. pastor, 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 and that's great. But we should also have churches that are got good teachers mm-hmm. <laughs> that are not um, this top-down statement, but this, you know, uh, linear here. Right. This is all the same level here, that there are some who are prophets. You know, these are the guys, um, I've heard it said, the, the prophets these are the entrepreneurs for talking about product. <laughs> They've got really great ideas. They're enthusiastic. They're dreamers. They, they, they see things. Um, I'm sorry. No, let me, I read that the apostles, they're the dreamers, right? They're the ones who are, um, going out there, getting things done, uh, with great ideas, uh, reckless abandonment. The prophets are the ones who are kind of, uh, okay, let's think about this. Mm-hmm. If you do this, it, could go bad. So they got a little different position. The evangelists are the ones who are kind of really hyping up. I, I believe in this product. I'm going to, I'm going to sell this product, I guess, if we're to say, and, um, shepherds, people who are like a board of directors, they're making sure this is maintaining all the integrity of everything. And then, you know, teachers who are training up people to be a part of this, that would be my modern day sort of telling if we're going to talk about this. I don't like that. <laughs> But if someone's wondering how do the, each one of these work, we, we can look at kind of modern day things and go, yeah, all of those are important. Nobody's saying that any one person is different. And why are they all together? For the one thing that they're trying to produce or the one product that they believe in. Jesus is not a product. Absolutely not. Churches should never, you know, be a product. I get what my friend was saying. But um, again, we're talking about this is... Uh, as you said, relationship, you know, Mm -hmm. with Jesus. This is about how I am learning to love God, to love my neighbor. And those things bring about everything that's ever been taught in the Bible, if we could just do those two things. (laughs) That's all. So we've solved it. Yeah, there we go. Well, and uh, in under an hour, so. (laughs) So there'll be no part three. That's pretty much it. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. The end. We no longer need to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Just do that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, just a call for unity. I think is, um, you know, I think, you know, like you said again, the product. You know, Jesus is not a product. Um, you know, I, I, I'm afraid that some churches sell happiness, I guess, as a product, and I just, you know, obviously want to be careful with that. Um, but anyway. Yeah, it's, it's nice to know that we've solved everything. It's true. Or that you did well, with Ephesians. It's because you you challenged me <laughs> to disagree with you. I, I like to tell people, um, you know, when it comes to books, right, have you ever read a book that you fully agreed with in all things? Very rarely has that happened for me. Um. But at the end of the day, we're talking about agreement and anyone who is, uh, I guess, even listening to, um, this is a problem we live in the world today. Uh It's a huge problem. Uh, we don't know how to disagree with one another and still keep into an understanding of common ground to further things for our, our, our local environment, our position, position is a bad word, maybe our children or our future, our community. Um, I was talking to someone and, uh, at least where we are still in, in early stages of, of, you know, dating this back in the 2020 COVID period time where people like to wear masks and some people don't like to wear masks and Mm -hmm. some people are aggressive for it. It's funny in the conversation I was having today, I was saying, we have a lot of people who are very, you know, um, still, uh, I was saying conservative because they want to wear 
a mask and protect themselves. But those people who are being conservative are the liberal people when it comes to a political position and the people who are more liberal and they don't want to wear a mask and they're just, you know, whatever are the more conservative people. And I was scratching my head. I was like, this hurts. <laughs> I have liberal conservative people. <laughs> I got to start breaking it down as to what I mean when someone is being conservative over health and care versus they're liberal from a side or point of view about a political position and vice versa. And, um, you know, just kind of talking through that, but I got distracted on that. <laughs> we don't live in a place where we can do that. So someone was telling me I would not want to do your job because you live in this tension of listening to both sides. And this gentleman is like a complete one sided and he thinks the whole other side is a, a bag of morons, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and um, if he would sit down with anyone, there'd be conflict quickly. I'm positive of it. And I, I, and I have heard too, and it really bothers me as a Christian people and, and even podcasts and uh, you know, certain things on Facebook, which I just despise at the moment. But um, mm -hmm. someone saying, look, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care if you like me. I don't care if you unfriend me. I don't care. Do it doesn't hurt me. I'm not going to leave any lose any sleep. I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if that's the right approach, <laughs> you know, in this unity. When I look at even something that is my enemy, Jesus says, and again, this is conversations I've been having recently. Um, almost, you know, two thousand plus years ago, Jesus was here teaching, and we have advanced so far in technology. Uh, our infrastructure, so many different things. But on the, the moral teachings of Jesus, we have not mm -hmm. progressed those teachings. They were so far ahead and so advanced. I think people go like, what? Jesus said, what is it if you love someone or like someone who likes you, right? I mean, that's easy. Anybody can do that. But loving your enemy, that's what Jesus is asking. So if you have a president that you disagree with, you go, I hate that guy. Um, that's murder. According to Jesus, he amped it up, right? And he was even saying, yeah, you heard it was said to do this, but you say you fool to someone. And this is your heart. You've, you're, you're killing people. And, and in that place, too, when we talk about life mattering, we're very, very cautious to how we say words to people. But um, again, that, too, it's calling us up to a higher standard of something that is godly back into the things we're talking about here, you know, in this, what is uh, this unity in the spirit that we're supposed to have patience bearing with one another in love, 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 yeah. not my love, but God's love. And at that point too, I, I love my wife. My love for my wife is based off of more than just my feelings. Cause I have felt sometimes not good. I know if my wife is listening to this, I love you, <laughs> but Honestly, we've had some times where we disagreed, but we're still married. Right. And even again, getting back to our, our groups today, we see divorces on the rise. It's not only in just um, what we would consider a secular, you know, group. Um, as a matter of fact, some folks are, they're not getting married. Um, for some reason, that term has scared them off. So they're just partnerships are happening, civil unions. And um, but I'm going to go, we're not going to agree everything together, but we agree. Uh, do agree on the one thing is that marriage between, you know, my wife and I is that we have something bigger than even both of us. Right. And that bigger thing that we're trying to obtain for is for what is around us locally, um, in our home and for our children and for our children's children for generations to come. It's much bigger than just my moment of time right here. Um, I would obviously throw in there, you know, I'm not beating my wife. If someone is in an abusive situation, you know, they need to get out of that uh, type thing. I'm not saying, but I'm talking about just this bickering of disagreeing that you don't do it the way that I do it. So yeah. I think there's a difference there. There's a difference also between mental abuse. Um, so I don't want to get lost and say, if <laughs> you should just agree and become, that's a, a different story. But when it comes to unity, um, I don't agree with my wife, but we still choose something bigger than both 
of of what our maybe our feelings are at the moment. And I think we need to try to refine that again today in our our America at least, our world today when we come up against something we disagree with, how are we going to be able to move and work through that and keep our head Man. Uh, any other scriptures that come to your mind? No. No, I was actually, I had a, actually a thought when you were talking about um, Jesus. You know, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me to love everyone. I mean, it's really hard. Facebook makes it harder. Um, but, you know, he he loved the people who put nails in him. He loved the people, uh, you know, one of the, one of my favorite, um, things about who G, you know, that's what we're always trying to do here is who Jesus was. Yeah. Um, and he's dying. I mean, he's been literally tortured, spat on, um, paraded around. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I've seen where, you know, uh, some research where, uh, when people were crucified back then, they were crucified naked to humiliate them even further. Yeah. Um, right. And that, you know, people are yelling at him and laughing at him. And, um, you know, the the two people that he were, I think, I don't remember if they were both were thieves. I think one was, was one a murderer, one a thief. There was. Yeah, I think the thieves that were on the cross, yeah. So, you know, even one is even making fun of him. And then the other is we can save this for another time. I just, it just, it's, yeah, that, that's I, I who think, he was. Yeah. They both were doing it. One just changed his mind at the end. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing is just, you know, the whole thing was, um, him being, uh, who he was, was, was love no matter what. So, but we can get into that at a different time. Yeah. I, and I, and I, I agree. Um, you know, image-wise, the Passion of the Christ. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <clears throat> quite impacting. It's tough to watch. It yeah. is tough to watch and moving. But in that, um, it, however they directed, however you agree with whoever directed it or not, but just in that uh, moment that you're describing about the thieves on the cross, you know, I just remember seeing, uh, you know, the emotion of that story uh, visually being acted out. And in that scene where you know, the, the, the actor playing Jesus, um, Jim Caviezel. Yeah. Jim Caviezel. He's, he's, you could tell he's exhausted. He's worn that out. He's, you know, carried his cross. He's made it, he's on the cross. He's, his eyes are closed. He's down. And, and so the, the mocking happens Mm -hmm. between the thieves on the cross and one, you know, he gives his rebuke to the other and says, you know, we're getting our just, this guy hasn't. And, and then he calls out to Jesus and it's of course done in a different language, but he calls out to him just to remember him. And in that scene, you know, I get these, what I call little God bumps. It was like, it's the arguing and the yelling was going on. Jesus was just in that moment, his eyes were closed and his head was down. But when someone was reaching out for him, even at that last moment, like he, he lifts his head up and he turns and it was like one more. And it's really right. emotional. It's like, I'm dying and about to do this, but I have one moment right here, one more moment to bring salvation. And he, you know, says today you'll be with me in paradise. It's so moving, um, that imagery. And that is crazy love, (laughs) absolute crazy love. And that is the Jesus. That's the thing that I don't let go of. Mm-hmm. If someone's going to tell me that Jesus came to destroy and to kill. <laughs> right. And condemn. And condemn. Um, you know, w- we've condemned ourselves, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but Jesus came, John 10, 10, he says uh, to, to Nicodemus, the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy. But I came so that you might have life and have it abundantly. And so I just have those images in my mind. I have the scripture, you know, that I'm trying to lean to. Again, the teachings of Jesus, what he did um, to show us the better way. Like that's the way we got. If we want to do this, we got to kind of get along on that way. 
and uh, where Jesus was pointing. Yep. All right. Well, this is obviously, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a deep conversation and one that, you know, we need to have, but we, we hope, I mean, my hope is, is that you uh, and I and anyone listening, you know, have people that we disagree with in our life, but that we're coming to understand unity in the name of Jesus, that not by what it is that you say um, matches exactly the way that it is that I do it or would do it, but that at the end we're asking Jesus and through your Holy Spirit, you know, am I able to find this unity, this unity of faith um, for um, what God you're doing to bring about the fullness of Christ for all people? Um, just a little bit to, you know, Ephesians chapter four, just talking, you know, through that. And um, so we hope that you uh, come to know the unity in the name of Jesus is the one thing that really brings us together. So thanks, Joey, for getting together this Absolutely. week with me. And, Sorry for uh, the health issues, health scare, I guess. That... Yeah, well, we're glad that your wife is doing well. That was it's been a scary time for a lot of us. So um, thanks for joining us, everybody, and we hope you have a great election week. <laughs> Or we hope that you had a great election week. When you're listening to this, whenever it is. Use the mute button. Not on the <laughs> podcast, of course. On Facebook. There you go. <laughs> All right. Blessings, everyone. Bye-bye. Take, take care.